I can't believe we're talking about another controversy between Cameo and First Appearance, and it's not Logan, and it's not Miguel O'Hara. That, and where the f*** is CGC? Back at the table, like we do every single week for over three and a half years straight, without skipping a beat, talking about the hottest comic books in the world, the health of the comic book marketplace. Hit the subscribe, slap the like, and the king of collectibles will hit you with number 10. Gladly, and just kidding with CGC, they're probably backed up from San Diego Comic-Con, and that'll make more sense throughout the list, but we're going to start with number 10 with some Brian Polito love. We have Evil Ernie, issue number one, the first appearance of Evil Ernie and Lady Death. Case in point, the recent Lady Death cybernetic desecration campaign funded to over $500,000 with over 3,000 backers. That's why we chatted about this book last was because of that Jenny Frizen cover that had a low printing of 90, which I saw at San Diego Comic-Con and was very wanted. And I also saw Brian Polito. Shout out to The Sworn. Clearly, Brian knows how to run a successful crowdfunding campaign. They've amassed over $2 million off the last four. You had to pledge up to $933 just to qualify for that Jenny Frizen variant. But those are recent campaigns. Over 30 years ago, Brian Polito did his first comic book published work with Evil Ernie number one, a double key. And we saw a 6-0 hit the market for the first time ever, selling for $165. The 9.4 is up, selling for $700. That's an increase of 27%. And then we have the elusive, high grade, 9.8, selling back in 2022 for $4,500. But we're in an adjustment period. Well, we also have a record-breaking sale, a 16% increase with an all-new high, $5,200 hot damn. And moving on to number nine on the list, I can't believe we have yet another first appearance debate on our hands, but we've got Conan the Barbarian, issue 23, the first appearance of Red Sonja? Like Hulk 180 and 181, the argument over cameo and first appearance isn't really just a collector's argument. There's a history to it. There's a reason for it, and it all stems from the Overstreet, just like this issue of Conan, where Red Sonja is present in over 20 panels, but gets her real debut in issue 24. Let's talk about it. Yeah, this is another one of those Hulk 180, 181 situations where in the early days of collecting, issue 24 was considered the key, and the price reflected that as well. It wasn't until 2008 when the Overstreet Price Guide adjusted its terms, making 23 the first appearance of Red Sonja and 24 the first appearance in full story. And the prices were adjusted. Issue 23 was $75 and issue 24, $70. A $5 difference, but it started a domino effect. Five years later, in 2013, you would see the 12-month average of a CGC 9.8 for issue 23 sell for $650 versus just $550 of issue 24. We started with a $5 difference in high grade. Fast forward five years, now a $100 difference in 9.8. And let's fast forward to today's number, where a 9.8, 23 sells for $4,300, and a 9.8, 24 sells for $3,000. That is a $1,300 difference. The market has spoken. And collectors have their sights focused on this issue today because we did see the debut of the Red Sonja trailer at San Diego Comic-Con, a movie that's completed and packaged ready to go, still looking for distribution. Considering the writer's strike is still going on and there's no end in sight, knowing that there's a completed movie just ready to go has me a bit more excited and optimistic about this release. More than I did prior to San Diego Comic-Con, that's for damn sure. The 5.0 is up 7%, selling for 107. The 7.0 is selling for 150. That's 3% up. And the 7.5, in which two copies outsold the average, high sales sold for 175 for an increase of 4%. 
The 9.0 is up 5%, selling for $329. And the 9.2 sold for just about at 12-month average, $379. Still a far cry from the $900 heights that we saw back in July of 2021. This book is very tough and high grade. Only 50 copies exist at a 9.8. And knowing that the San Diego trailer dropped, pushing this book on multiple lists that we discuss, we track those census count numbers. And since we chatted about this last two weeks ago, there's been one new slab added to the census, which does not make sense. Everyone and their mom submitted this book at San Diego Comic-Con, only giving more credence to the hypothesis that CGC is backed up. And we are likely going to see a flood of graded comics in coming weeks. And I can't believe there have been no more issues added to the census of this book. Number eight on the list is Ultimate Fallout 4, the first appearance of Miles. The 8.0 is selling for 425. That's an increase of 7% when you compare it to the 12-month average. The 9.2 is up $1, less than a percent, but it's selling consistently at 515. The 9.4 is selling for 736. That's an increase of 35%. And the 9.6 is selling for 750. That's an increase of 6%. We have been covering this book on and off. For years now, and as of late, it's been teetering around the $2,000 marker. The last GPA recorded sale, August this year, $1,575. Had to have been an auction, and that had to have been a deal. I was almost a buyer at 2000 Crazy to see it go for $1,575. And although the writers after strike is going to delay this, there's still a lot going on for Miles, especially the Spider-Man 2 video game. It's clear that the writer's strike is having an effect on pricing of comic books right now because these hot books are a bit longer term spec. So as people start buying the other hot books, these ones are starting to be purchased at a deal. But I want you to watch these prices closely because over the next couple of weeks, clearly there's going to be a supply increase. CGC isn't just not grading any copies of this book. Even though they're reporting a 0% increase, I suspect we're going to be back at the table to report some monster numbers. That increase in supply with these low prices means that there may be more deals to be had. And speaking of modern key issues with low prices, number seven on the list, he's back. We have Star Wars Heir to the Empire, number one, the first appearance of Grand Admiral Thrawn. And just weeks away from the Ahsoka Tano series, we have an 8.5 selling for 150, up 43%, and a 9.0 selling for 169. That's an increase of 22%. Take a look at this barcode, 9.0 Newsy, selling for 235. That's up 24%. The 9.2 direct market copy is selling for 180, shout out Logan, for an increase of 16%. And the newsstand 9.2 is selling for $2.95. That's an increase of 21%. The 9.8 direct market copy had a high sale over this last week of $1,000. That's an increase of 3%. But wait, there's more. Remember when I told you to be watching those auctions? Well, a member recently was able to snag a 9.8 direct copy for $750. Now, if you want to buy this book right now on eBay, you're paying at least $1,000 buy it now price. So when you see a report of a $750 low, it doesn't mean that the book has adjusted. There's a lot of factors that go into why an eBay listing may sell for under market. But what it does tell you is that you need to have your safe searches on, be on the hunt, because even these high prices, these average prices, can still be beat if you have some patience. I think that 750 was a great pickup. The Ahsoka Tano show debuts on August 23rd. They're going to drop two episodes, and he's not guaranteed to show up in those first two, so it could be still a few weeks before we see him on the screen. Don't you find it interesting that this book is down so much so close to the show? Like, typically, it's the opposite effect. Most of the time, this is when these books hit their heights, and members are either holding or waiting to purchase until they start seeing the show. Yeah, this could be due to the influx of books that hit the census. We saw an increase of 102 since we talked about this on June 5th, and 78% of them came in in high grade, 9.0 to 9.8.
There's a lot to know about comic collecting. It's so much that most people don't venture in because it's so complicated. So many volumes, so many restarting of issue number ones. The best way you can keep track of not just collectibles, but also get like reading order and suggested pricing and so much more is downloading the best comic app in existence. I use it every single day. I use it more than Instagram, YouTube. I check it more than I check my bank account. I'm talking Key Collector Comics. Use code Tom101. Unlocks a free two-week subscription of the app. And the app is free for everyone to use the added cost gets you those categories that are going to make you money you know save you money investment kind of stuff but if you just want to learn about funny books and catalog your comic books and get like a value of your entire collection support the show and download the app available on both androids and iphones and the next book on the list i refuse to believe no one has graded but we're seeing zero new comics added to the census Spider-Man 2099, issue number one. And I'm so happy to see this book get the respect and love that it deserves. It doesn't really need new additions to the census. There are over 8,300 copies. It's in abundance, it's super affordable, and it's hot as hell. It's been on the list every single week since Across the Spider-Verse came out. Dude, I love that like low-key plug for your preferred issue number one, but I digress. We have the first appearance and origin of Spidey 2099 becoming the key comic to own in regards to Miguel O'Hara. And yes, there are zero copies added to the census, which means I know there's more coming. There's a lot of people who specifically bought this book at San Diego Comic-Con and graded them at San Diego Comic-Con. The 9.0 selling for 50 bucks, an increase of 9%. The 9.4 sold for $89, an increase of 71%. Three different copies outsold that average over this past week. The 9.6 sold for $103, an increase of 47%. But Three copies outsold that 9.6 average. Then we have the 9.8, selling for 175 for an increase of 16%, and eight different copies outsold that 12-month average. Although the prices are wavering around that $150 to $200 marker, it's the sheer amount of sales that's placed in this book on the list. It's golden hot. You're damn right I'm back in this book, and it seems like collectors are as well. We reported on that $175 sale because that was from Key Collector, but at the time of recording, the last GPA sale was actually $184. The last GPA sale on a 9.8 ASM 365 was $165. So I want to ask you guys, what would you rather have in a 9.8 ASM 365 or Spidey 2099 issue one? I'm like actually a little in shock seeing ASM 365 trail behind Spidey 2099 number one. I do have to hear the community's thoughts while we chat about number five on the list, Blue Beetle number one from 1964. We're talking about the OG Blue Beetle from the Golden Age who made his way to Charlton Comics in the Silver Age for a brief stint before they revitalized the character. But a key appearance in this comic has brought it to the list. Yeah, this one is all about that scarab. That's the narrative that they're going to go with in the movie, even though they're using the Jaime Reyes character. We have a CGC 6.0 sell for $304, 7% above average. The 6.5 broke record. It last sold for $309 back in 2021, up 8%, now selling for $335. The 7.0 sold for $383 back in April. It's up 13%, selling for $434. And the 9.8 sold for $6,600 back in 2017. It's got an all-new record breaker, 302% increase, selling for $26,500. This is the new origin of the Blue Beetle, telling the tale about how the original Golden Age Blue Beetle acquired the Scarab and how that would then be reutilized in other origin issues as that mantle was passed to Ted Cord, as well as Jaime Reyes, who is headed to the screen. And speaking of which, it's looking pretty 
optimistic. You know, a lot of members thought that this wouldn't be a groundbreaking film, even though it's going to be the first Latino-led DC film in history. The movie had a budget of $120 million and was originally projected to make just $17 million during the box office opening weekend, which has since been upped to $30 million. They're going to want to perform well if they don't want to go down the same road The Flash went. The Flash had a $55 million opening weekend. No one saw it after the first couple weeks, which seems good in comparison to Blue Beetle, but it had a $200 million budget, making it the sixth biggest failure in cinema history. And that brings us to New Mutants 98 at the list at number four, the first appearance of Deadpool and full production for Deadpool 3 shut down because of the writers and actors strike, making this book one to watch and spec on. But I'm curious if it has much legs long term. And there's probably a stack of these sitting over at CGC because you can't tell me only 27 have been graded since we talked about this just two weeks ago. We have a CGC 9.0 that sold for 370, 3% above average. The newsstand 9.2 sold for $450, that's 7% up. The direct market 9.4 going for 550, up 23%. And then the newsstand 9.4 going for 650, up 28%. And we had two copies that sold and outsold that average. We have a direct 9.6 selling for 625, a 7% increase, and three different copies outsold the 12-month average. And the 9.8 is selling for 16.50 on the high end for an increase of 8%, and three different copies outsold that average over this last week. Everything from a 9.0 and up is either holding steady or selling for less than it did two weeks ago, except for that 9.8, which is up $100. The writer's strike has no end in sight right now. They're approaching the 100-day marker. Reps from the studio met with the Writers Guild and both left the meeting displeased this past week, only keeping the writer's strike going strong and potentially causing some more lulls in the comic book marketplace. Clearly, the hot books are affected by this strike because of the lack of news and the focus is going elsewhere as other movies and shows take the spotlight. Case in point, the next book on the list, number three, Star Wars issue number one. We've got Ahsoka Tano coming out for sure this month, and we have a lot going on in the future. Trailers dropping, there being news and hype in the mainstream clearly is affecting comic books because I don't really see Star Wars 1 being a prime time to spec on right now unless you're looking to get it on the cheap because we have a 9.8 low that we haven't seen since 2021. This is the third week in a row that this book has made the list. No new slabs since last week. Seems kind of suspect. I'm sure there's a stack on someone's desk. But we got an 8.0 that sold for 355, up 43% from its 12-month average. The 9.0 is up 4%, selling for 375, and two copies broke the average. The 9.4 is up 18%, and the 9.6 is up 5%, selling for $1,015. The 9.8 heights this book reached was $9,600. It had always been around a $1,000 9.8 book, but it has been selling near the $4,700 marker for quite some time. This past week, for the first time since 2021, we saw a 9.8 not hit. The $3,000 marker selling for $2,994. You got to watch your auctions on these hot books, comic fam. Somebody definitely got in on the dip on that one, and you have three days left to get in on the August mystery mail call. We have a triple key going out, one per box. Boys number two, Homelander cover by Ben Templesmith. Virgins going out at random, a Neil Adams Action Comics 419 homage. And it's not stopping there. San Diego Comic-Con, we did our very first Spider-Man variant, and I'm putting one copy, a trade dress, cover art done. By Davide Peratore, ASM 29, going in one per box. ComicTom101.com to support the show directly and get comic books from us every single month. The box is low cost, $34.99. We try to keep it as cheap as possible for our community. And 
we try to bring those hot books to you every single month. And number two on the list, a book that we haven't spoke about since May. We have Batman 181, the first appearance of Poison Ivy. Back then, it was because of Karen Gillan. You know her from playing Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn kind of suggesting that he was going to bring her over like he does with so many of his actor friends and possibly see her as Poison Ivy. Well, this book is a monster key, regardless of what's happening in the mainstream, akin to Harley Quinn, but debuting in the Silver Age, making it very tough to get in high grade and even completed. Similar to Action Comics 340, this one has a pinup of Batman and Robin that kids would rip out, making them incomplete copies when submitted to CGC. We got a CGC 0.5 incomplete copy, sell for $275, which is 35% above average. And get this, this is a book that started the groundbreaking comic boom back in 2020 when one of four 9.8 copies hit the market and sold for $90,000. People had never seen Silver Age books of this caliber hit those heights and it raised the floor across the board. Well, we were there. We covered it when it happened. Hit the subscribe button. And back then, earlier that year, a complete copy graded at a 0.5 would sell for $75. And Jem just reported on an incomplete 0.5 selling for $275. That shows you how much interest there is in, in this comic book and how much it's grown over the last three years. This week, we saw a CGC 2.5 and 3.5 sell for 3% above average. The 3.5 had two copies that outsold it. The 4.5 is up 11%. The 5.0 is up 5%. The 6.0 is up 24%, selling for $1,500. And the 6.5 up 12%, selling for $1,650. This is some great spec. It's an awesome cover featuring both the Boy Wonder and Batman kind of fighting over Poison Ivy on the center. And... I do know that there is a 9.8 that's been solicited that's likely coming to market in coming weeks. I'd be surprised if that $90,000 height isn't beat regardless of market conditions. Hit that like, slap the subscribe. This is the number one hottest comic book of the world. The book that the market has championed the key issue of Deadpool 3. We're talking about Wolverine issue number one from his first miniseries, the iconic Frank Miller key. Again, Jem. No new slabs added to the census. We are going to see an uptick and seeing how low this comic is being purchased. I think there may be some more dips for some of the last times, possibly with that writer strike attached. I'm watching this book closely and Jem, I know you're hunting for this as well. The 9.0 sold for 160 up 8%, 9.2, 206 up 31%, the 9.4, 199. That's up 6%. The newsstand 9.4 sold for 332. That's 41% above average. The direct market 9.6 is up 5%. And the newsstand CGC 9.8 sold for $1,300. That's 3% above average. The 3.5 actually broke record, last selling for $58 back in 2021, up 52% selling for 88. And the newsstand 4.5 also broke records, last selling for $83 back in 2021, showing the market's interest with an increase of 63%, selling for $135 for the first time in comic book history. Now, although we have seen this book approach the six, seven, eight hundred dollar marker in the last few months, the last recorded GPA sale for a 9.8 was $560. I never thought I'd see the day again that this book would be selling so damn cheap. 12th consecutive week that we've seen this book on the list and is probably the last time we're going to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine on screen. I mean, he's the only actor that has ever tackled the character in two decades. 
Hugh Jackman has been portraying Logan on screen since 2000. And since then, we have seen three separate Spider-Man actors, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. Three separate Batman actors, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and Robert Pattinson. Three separate Hulk actors, Eric Bana, Edward Norton, and Mark Ruffalo. Three separate Joker actors, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, and Joaquin Phoenix. And three separate Superman actors, Brandon Routh, Henry Cavill, and David Cornsweet. Let me know what you think about that mantle being passed. Can you see a different Logan besides Hugh Jackman? Gotta know your thoughts in the comment section below. And as always, geek responsibly and stay minty fresh. Enough said.